0: and we are the meadow report so what we try to do is to bring to you our
1: listener a modern take on the tribal method of communication where women would go out into the meadow and find their resources and bring it back to the tribe
0: and they always had a little story to share with whatever it is that they brought back go here or they shared the information right Uh yes and that's what we want to do is we want to bring to you our listener the cool things that we run into in our lives and share it with you.
1: Yes, and we have a variety of guests that come to the podcast. Every week we have a guest. So recently we've interviewed um, Georgie Holbrook. She's a healer. And Ana Rojas Bastidas, who just opened up a swimsuit line. And then today we just finished a recording with... Victoria Garcia. A She's brand a
0: photographer. And... That's what The Metal Report is.
1: So listen to us.
0: Yeah, and like and share and subscribe.
1: I'm Vanessa Kasani. I'm and I'm Vanessa.
0: Elizabeth I'm Pudwell. <laughs> and you are... I'm Kelly Fuchek. So I met Kelly at an I Know Somebody event, but I don't think I knew your story at that point. Probably not, because I probably
2: was like very quiet. <laughs> don't get like, into yeah, my exactly. Yes. I was probably just like. Don't get into it my heart. In. I do
0: not want to share what who I am with you. <laughs> Kelly reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, I've got this story and I'd love to share it and have it, you know, have a purpose. So, um, I'm not going to tell your story, why don't you <laughs> introduce yourself, um, give us, if you don't mind, your age, and sure. what you do for a living, and then
2: the story, because the story? story is like... Yes. It's absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Thank you for being you. here. I'm excited. So. I'm excited to hear this story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my name is Kelly. Okay. I am um, several things. I'm a mom of two children. Um, I currently coach CrossFit in spring. Um, I'll get into that in a little while. Um, I write a lot, but I don't share it, and that's my goal is soon to share it. I think I hold myself back sometimes. Um, I
1: think we all do that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to let it all out, like even though I'm getting better at it. I have a podcast called Unfiltered Survivors. Mm-hmm. Um it is a podcast that is shared with me and my friend Amanda de Jesus. She is a heart transplant survivor. Um she's currently waiting her second heart and kidney. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. I met her through the Houston chapter of American Heart Association. Um how I got involved with American Heart Association um Houston is I am a stroke survivor. Mm-hmm. And I am currently almost 42. When I had my stroke, I was 32. Mm-hmm. I was a mom of a toddler at the time and a lot of things were just not going well and I ignored the signs for two days and really am blessed that I'm here and I'm trying to make the most of my days. Yeah. So what I was doing before my stroke, and even a little bit after, and what I do today is completely different. Completely shifted my life, but I always like to say that my stroke saved my life, because yeah. it really did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and that's not really an uncommon no. story, to have right.
2: some pivotal,
0: you know. Right, yeah. I mean, and I and got I,
2: sober from drugs and alcohol, and it yes. saved my life, you know. Right, exactly. And that's the thing, Is like, you know, something is not right you know you've you've, I felt like I was just perpetually rolling down the hill and I could never catch myself and I was just so depressed and just not comfortable in my skin and my marriage at the time wasn't the best at all and I was stressed beyond belief at work with the type of work I was doing and it was just a bad time in my life and it's part of why I do what I do now, I did start my own company because I wanted to advocate for women's wellness because mm-hmm. I waited, I was stubborn. Everybody's so busy, especially women. We have so many things Moms. that we're doing, like yeah. you know. and like. What were you experiencing? What were yeah. your symptoms? What? Yeah, so for me, I, I woke up on a Sunday morning and I got out of bed and I made my way into the closet and when I tried to put on my um, pajama pants, it was kind of like I was jogging a little bit to the left, like, like you know, kind of falling down, but not really. And I thought, okay, uh, I think I might have one glass of wine the night before. So it's like, it feels like I'm kind of inebriated, but I wasn't. Mm. But in the bathroom, I started feeling like this really heavy feeling in my chest, which was odd. And I had a pain in the back of my neck. Like, very back. So, it was like, you know, middle of, you know, like, in between your shoulder blades, a little bit up there in the mm-hmm. middle of the net. I remember feeling like I was spinning in the air. Like, the exorcist where she's spinning in the air, right? It made me feel like that, but 18 men were trying to pull me down at the same time. Yeah. So, when I made it to the sink, when I looked in the mirror, I saw, like, swirls of just stuff like i I, it, I couldn't find my face i couldn't mm. it was just lights and like just weird swirls and that i think is when i was like what is going on i panicked and I probably made it worse because i was panicking started yelling tried to make it to the bed was just so nauseous and experiencing such vertigo that I just crawled, made my way to the bed, got on the bed and was yelling for my husband. Yelling, yelling, yelling. Mm. Nothing. He would not come. I was just like staring at the fan thinking, Lord, help me right now. Let me just take some aspirin and I'll be fine.
1: And so that was going on for That two was days. Sunday
2: morning. Yeah. Okay. I, I, my husband finally came in. But he looked at me like I was crazy because I guess my, vo- my voice was not casting. So, mm. well, it wasn't until Monday night that my husband was like, this is, something's not right. You can't even move. I got into my doctor on Tuesday. I'm still experiencing just nausea, vertigo, like all this stuff. And my doctor at first thought it was an inner ear infection. So I was 32 at the time. I was 70 pounds heavier. I was a smoker, but nothing really triggered him to think that it would be a stroke. And it wasn't until he asked me to, like, look up at him. And so I, I was hunched over, like, always looking down at the floor. And, and so when I told him I can't, like, I cannot physically, like, move my neck, that's when he was like, mm, let's call it MRI, and I don't like this. And so when they did that, it, they found a tear in the back of my vertebral artery. Mm-hmm. And so my neuro, when a neurologist came in, they were trying to figure out, like, what happened. The night before, we were painting, but when they told me that it was a stroke, my husband wasn't with me, my dad was, who's passed since then. And, because they had asked me, you know, squeeze my hand, you know, And, and the right was fine, the left, they were just kept on saying, squeeze it, and I'm like, I am, like, I'm squeezing as hard as I can. And they're like, okay, so my left side was a little bit, I was not paralyzed by any means, but... It was just muscle memory, and, and the connection between the brain and the, you know, muscles on this left side were just, you know, kind of gone. And, and still by the third day, they really didn't know what was going on, if, if what was the cause. And so for three days, I was thinking, and it was brought out to me, that I might have, like, a surgery somewhere in the brain. And I remember looking at my husband, and I was like, I don't have a will. I'm 32 years old. Mm-hmm. who th- who 32 year old thinks of a will I honestly yeah. just never mm-hmm. really thought of it and and I think that was the first time my husband was like oh crap like this I mean not that he didn't think it was life changing what happened to me but I think he was always on the path of Kelly's going to make it out fine there's going to be no worries like yeah. she's just she'll you know and so you know I think that really was like his like oh crap moment and um
1: so this is kind of crazy, because, like, I've had experiences where I've experienced vertigo have myself, yeah, and I just yeah. think it's vertigo, and right. I, like, sit and rest and wait it out, and how how do you know the difference? So
2: do you have any other symptoms with it, like nausea, or, like, maybe you feel, like, a little bit off balance, um, maybe you're, you just feel, like, you know, like a, a lot of times, I'll just tell people just kind of hang your arms out and just see, like, do you feel any like, difference, like in weight, from left like to right. yeah, okay. yeah, you know.
1: No, I mean with vertigo, I got nauseous right. because it's like you're just like super yeah. dizzy. Yeah. Um, but I just sat and rest, and I've I mean I felt fine after a few days, but.
2: And blood sugar, like, do you have any? I don't have any really? like
1: preexisting. Because
2: sometimes I wonder, like, because I've since then I turned into this like geek of just researching yes yes. <laughs> like because like I didn't even know how to cook like you know mm-hmm. and I, I was so unhealthy and I uh, so I wonder if sometimes like when you have spikes you know you kind of mm-hmm. go through mm-hmm. like sugar spikes you go through mm-hmm. stuff like that and okay. that might be something to just like maybe if an hour ago you had something that you normally wouldn't have or you had like maybe something that was a little bit more higher sugar mm-hmm. or you know something to trigger that that might be it but you know A big reason why I became an advocate, it took me a while, because for the first, like, four years, I didn't even mention I had a stroke to anybody. I was so ashamed.
1: Well, when did they mention it to you? Because I'm not sure if you've gotten there yet in your story. So, do what? When did they mention it to you that you got, that you had a stroke?
2: The first mention of stroke to me was in the ER after my MRI. Yeah. And I remember thinking when the neurologist told me that I'd had a stroke, I probably looked at him like he was nuts. (laughs) Like, what I'm 32 like what are you talking about like I just thought that strokes were for elderly with silver-haired men that are walking around with canes like that's what I associated strokes with Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until I really started digging in years later to know that strokes happen a lot to young like younger you know people yeah. like in their 20s, 30s, 40s. Mm. And and especially women they don't, their symptoms are different and mine were very different. I advocate fast, which I'll explain in a little bit, but even that typical or or very well known, you know, stroke awareness tool is just it You have to pay attention to your body, Mm -hmm. and and sometimes like it's taken me a long time to like not be so paranoid. I wake up every I used to wake up every morning, before, I I, recognize this as my my calling. That I would just be like scared to live, like the first year after my stroke, I didn't move. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what caused it, so I was like, I'm not going to reach up any higher than this. I'm not going to lift anything heavy. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'll just take these meds and whatever. Well, it just, it made me sick because yeah. I was taking those crappy meds, which saved my life, so I loved them, but they were still... Yeah. So I that was my question. So you're in the hospital
0: yeah. and they diagnose you, and then what? What do they? What do so, they do for so it? What they they did, gave you meds.
2: They gave me meds. Um, I call it rat poison. It's Coumadin. It's blood thinner, and and all that you know. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that they were not going to call for surgery because the tear was in a specific place and it was just not uh, a risk that we we're willing to take, yeah. they. After all the, the genetics testing and everything, they wanted to see if it could heal on its own with different types of medications. So I was just kinda of stuck hoping that these meds would work and that this would heal on its own. And that scared the crap out of me as mm-hmm. well because that's why I was so paranoid of like Yeah, I don't want like to or not. Right, yeah. right. And mm-hmm. yeah. like, you know, and and, and and survivors guilt was horrible. Like depression, anxiety, like I had already had issues with that before. But then, like, wondering why it happened, will it happen again, am I passing it down to my my child, you know, and now I've had another child since my stroke. Like, you know, it took a long time for me to um, embrace what happened and share it, And, and I didn't start sharing it until my dad passed. So, Mm. that was a good, you know.
0: So, was there anything other than the meds that they told you to do to take care of
2: yourself? So, that's the thing, too, and I think that's why I'm so into helping and advocating because when when I was in the hospital, they they gave me physical therapy. Um, And that that was for your left side? That was for my left, yeah, the the muscle memory for my arms and legs. and, and So, they prescribed the physical therapy, the medications and that was it and then I was sent home and given the medications I had to inject myself every day with certain medications I mean it was just like stomach shots and a whole bunch of different things but as far as the wellness side and the mental wellness side I was not provided the help that you I should support. have received Yeah. Um, and that's a good part of why I do what I do today especially with the podcast and especially with my, my wellness I do corporate wellness and I do a lot of speaking engagements because people don't realize that, you know, it's it's hard just living your life and, and taking care of your mental health. Mm-hmm. But when you add in a survivorship of something, right, yeah. so not just, I'm not just talking about hard or strong, I'm talking about any type of trauma, like, you know, especially medically, you need to really help that. And so that's why I kind of fell into the crap of, you know. Not, I just didn't care sometimes. I still smoked after my stroke. I was so rebellious. Like, I just was just like, whatever.
0: Now, tell us what, you know, yeah, you know, like you said, I didn't even know how to cook. And oh, what is your life like (laughs) now? I mean, what's the difference? So, okay, so and you mentioned the CrossFit too. So, yes, yes, there
2: must be an exercise
0: component there. There is, (laughs) there really is,
2: and it's a huge part of my life. Um. After about a year, we did another scan, and this was to show the status of the tear. When my doctor said a year ago, a year later, we did the MRI and the CAT scan, everything showed tear had healed. healed. Tear had healed. There was no lesion. There was no. He said it looked beautiful. I cried for days. Hallelujah! Like I was just like, what? Like as spontaneous as it tore, it just beautifully healed. And I was just like, thank you, thank you. And so he gave me a piece of paper. Let's get healthy, Kelly. The piece of paper was that little diet of like the low sodium, low whatever, like, you know, and I was just like, what does that mean like get healthy <laughs> mm-hmm. you know i knew i needed to lose weight i was pushing 300 pounds and yeah you know, i was probably like 280. i felt very lost i felt very confused i felt frustrated um i really didn't know how to start so my best meal was spaghetti because <laughs> i knew how to boil water and throw it in and then just dump a jar in you know done right so I started researching, looking at stuff. Now, mind you, this was a year into recovery. And during that year, I did work on myself with physical illness, but nothing emotional. And um, I remember when I was first starting, he just told me, give me two minutes on the treadmill and eat better. Okay, so I was lost with eat better, but I could do two minutes on treadmill. I had one in my room, and it was my clothes hanger. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just, you know, there. So we took off the clothes, I got on the treadmill for two minutes, and it came out of the first night, I will never forget, this. the first night, I came out of the room, I looked at Glenn, and I am like, just like, like I had done a half marathon or something, and I looked at him, and I was like, people have cars, I do not want to do this, this is ridiculous. That two minutes was like, it felt like forever. Mm-hmm. And he just looked at me, and he's like, you know what, like, if not for you, then do it for Thomas, because you've got to do something. Yeah. I was like, you're right. Yeah. You're right. So that two minutes turned into five minutes and it turned into a really beautiful love hate relationship with running. And I quote, air quote, running because, you know, my average mile is like a 16 minute mile. People fast walk faster than I run. Yeah. But I constantly move my body. I listen to music I love to listen to, mm-hmm. and I get into a zone, and uh, I just believe that it really started help grounding me and really yeah. start me- making me realize that I have issues that I need to work on, and about a month into it, I noticed that I was having some really weird issues with gut health, with acid reflux, with eczema, with hives. I was starting to get hives just pop up everywhere. Um, I had really... Excessive dandruff. I had like aches This is all food stuff. Girl, I didn't know it at the time. I Mm -hmm. didn't know it at the time. As soon as you started talking, it's it's food. I'm telling you. And so I went to uh, a holistic doctor, told them my symptoms. They, they, you know, we, we talked about my history, the stroke, like I was very particular on who to work with and like just, you know, my mind was blown. They introduced me. They they got me on a yeast cleanse with food and a little bit of Diflucan. Um, They they, they gave me a cookbook. They took me on a grocery store tour. I learned about real food. I thought I was eating real food all my life. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought eating out of a box for points was, like, the thing to do. Like, I've been battling my weight my whole life. Like, eating issues and tendencies, you know. So, I went on this... This you know, real food cleanse, it was just you know now it's like what I eat every day, but mm-hmm. back then, like it was like, oh my gosh, you mean i'm I'm not gonna have a smart one's dessert for three points tonight? like mm-hmm. you know it was like this really you know, so it I spent ten hours on a Sunday in my kitchen chopping vegetables and trying to learn how to make three dishes. 10 hours i was so frustrated i remember football was on and i was yelling at my husband from the kitchen like i was just so frustrated but i but i did it and i followed it and within 27 days my body just straight up flushed i lost 24 pounds wow most weight i've ever lost in my life Mm
0: -hmm. i
2: went through some severe detox symptoms like swear i saw little men (laughs) jumping out at me in my car, like while I was driving, I had to pull over and call my husband and say, look, I don't know what's up right now, but I swear there's these little men trying to attack me. And he goes, Did- didn't they say something in that book about die off symptoms? Didn't they say something about like, you know, feeling like nauseous or whatever? And I was like, yes. And he's like, drink water. So. I drank probably forty ounces of water in like three minutes. I was just like, you know, yeah. And within ten minutes, I felt better, and I was like, okay. There are things that happen when toxins removed from your body, and you know, ke- chemically and neural, yeah, you know, everything. It's is all connected. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That was a Thursday night. This was the the fourth the fourth day of the cleanse, right? Meaning taking the probiotics, taking the omegas removing sugar, removing bread, like everything. Morning five, I woke up and I felt like that little cute little movie, The Cinderella, where she's singing and, and, and the birds are singing to her. And I woke up with a smile. I haven't woke up with a smile in probably 10 years. I was always living life like this, like just straight flatlining. I was never having experiences of like extreme joy. I'd never really have experiences of like, like feeling just lows, you know, it was just Mm -hmm. trying to get through the day. And I remember waking up smiling and ready for the day and like so excited for the day. I had nothing planned for that day, but I was so excited.
1: Just to be alive. Yes, exactly.
2: Exactly. And so I I was like, something's happened. And ever since then, that's when the switch hit and I was like, food. It's food. Food. It's food. Like, wow, you know, and and what um, is your food like now? Like, do you, I cook on Sundays for me and the kids, and then I utilize now a nice place that does healthy meal prep, because sometimes I just have to like heat and go.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind sharing what that place is? Yeah, it's
2: um, my protein grill and okay. it's over off of, um, 99 in Rayford area. Hector and Denise are the owners. They're beautiful, amazing people. Um, so that's, I eat clean though. So you just know, so just, our audience knows, yeah. what, what do you mean clean? Clean. So I, I always teach my, my clients and what I do is if it was around a hundred years ago, eat it. Um, so think of like grocery perimeter shopping, real foods, meaning if you can read the label and you understand it, your body will too. Um, fruits, vegetables, um, proteins, you know. No chemicals. Make sure that what you're eating is what it is, and not uh, a mac. What do you call it? The macaroni. The t- mm-hmm. mac. Macaroni- yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. grew up on box food. I did too. Yeah. I did too. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Everything baby. Everything like,
1: was from a box.
2: Right, and I thought that frozen. was uh, I thought that was healthy. Like yeah. you know, I mean, and then so it it was very very eye opening and. um It probably changed your energy level, yes, and
0: that and that attributed to the that's where the exercise came in,
2: yes. So, um, I went so for two years, I was consistently running. I did uh, my first 5k, um, that was a traumatic experience, but I did it. It took me 59 minutes and 57 seconds, and I was so proud I got under an hour, you know, and it was like truly a feat. turned into 10k I've done seven half marathons now it really turned into this great thing I found that um, I wanted something a little bit more as I was I was as I was progressing in my weight you know loss um, I had a friend approach me and say hey there's this Groupon for a crossFit class and I was like ha. <laughs> you so funny. I'm not going to do that stuff. Like, there's no way that I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have like, you know, these phobias about my neck and I have these phobias about like my recovery and like my, yeah. you know, and she's like, they, I heard that they modify it. So, you know, and I'm like, okay now. And I went to this CrossFit class and the first day I was just like, this is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they helped me um, it was very, very scary, but I just kept on returning, even though it was hard to even get on the toilet. Like it was like really, really taxing. but it, I think a part of it for me was that in in CrossFit, you you're surrounded by a community for one. Mm-hmm. and then you're given a task and you see what's on the board. you kind of visualize it, okay, how am I gonna get through this? how how there's no way I can do this, but I'm gonna try. And then you go in the workout and you start at the same time as everybody and you do your own thing. Like you do the same thing, but you do it at different levels. So like not everybody's doing the same thing, which is great. And everybody's cheering you on. And I was like, wow, that's what I'm like this, you know, like plus size woman here. And there's like all these people, but they're cheering for me. That's kind of crazy. And I finished it and I felt accomplished. And that so feeling, can we
0: talk a little bit about that for a minute? Yeah, though? yeah. Because it sounds like you had made up some stories about what working out is.
2: So prior to this, <laughs> like when I was running,
0: or, or like when you're
2: working, like yeah.
0: you can't go and work out if you're not fit.
2: Right, right, right. That's what well, it that sounds. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Your, your, what was in your head. It was. It was, and that's the thing too. Is like. I felt very, uh, what do you call it? Not uncomfortable, but just like... Intimidated? Yes, mm-hmm. intimidated. You know, I don't look the part. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, you know, these people have muscles and they have this and that. And like, here I am just really, you know. So but, that... And
0: you, and you said in the beginning that it was scary. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so, I Kelly, I and I'm, and I'm honing in on this because I do believe that there's a lot of people... And it's not just working out. It's anything. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: yeah.
0: th- here I am. Here's this thing that I want. But the thing that's going to keep me from that is fear. Yeah. And yet you had, here I am. Here's this thing that I want. I think I want. You weren't even really sure. Right. I'm going to go try it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even going to pay full price. I'm going <laughs> to get a group on. <laughs> right. Because I don't want to put all... I want to don't want to invest in myself. Work. Right, <laughs> right. But if I can get it at a bargain... yeah. Yeah. And then you went, so
2: what was that, what what propelled you? So really what propelled me was my vision. Because deep down inside, I had never really told anybody. But deep down inside, I have always, especially since my stroke, I've always wanted to um, help other people in in that field of You don't think you can do it, but here I am, I can tell you, you can, because it takes a lot of grit, and it takes a lot of heart, but you can do it. And I had always had this vision of, if I can do this, maybe one day I can coach, and maybe one day I can change people's lives, like, I think this is going to change mine. And so that's kind of what I was thinking. And now thinking. you are doing that. And I am doing it now. And and every once in a while, especially recently, I really think, wow. Like I really appreciate um, my walk through life and like where I am right now because it, it's very um, it's 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 humbling to me. I'm a very determined woman, and I very, and I and I try very hard to do things and sometimes it doesn't work out, and sometimes it does, and sometimes I feel like, um, like I've mentioned this before, I hold myself back a lot. But I am so blessed that I had met where I am now. I'm I'm coaching and the operations manager at TTR CrossFit. Mm -hmm. The owners, Edwin and Jessica, are amazing. And I met them only because of my decision to leave my corporate job so i had made that decision to start the school i say by chance i know it wasn't by chance but uh edwin is is the coach where i coach now he's you know and he was a stranger and i called him coach by accident and and i was like i'm sorry you're probably not even a coach and he's like well i'm the head athletic trainer you know i said oh i don't know what made me say this but i was like you must do crossfit He looked at me like I was like a stalker or something. And he was like, well, yeah, I do. He's like, we do it here at the school on our break. And I was like, what? I hadn't done CrossFit in like two years, you know, because of just things. So that's how I started back into CrossFit with Mm -hmm. Edwin at the high school, working out, you know, there. And then there was just one day where uh, we, we had finished a workout and I looked at him and I said hey man if you ever open up your own gym I would love to help and be an assistant coach and without a just like that he was like absolutely you got it Mm. and I remember looking him like oh wait I was just kidding you know (laughs) like I mean I don't look like a fitness instructor I instructor I I'm I you know and so that thing in my head again was like This man just said, absolutely, I would do it. Well, little did I know, he was already um, in CrossFit. You have to be an affiliate to open up a CrossFit gym. He was already doing that or had done that. I had no idea. He had already had plans to open up a place. I had no idea. That gradually turned into, like, he started home boot camps at his house. Um, This was back in 2014, 15. um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just... Grew from there. He got into his first place. I made the decision to go ahead and get certified to coach Um, I did that and and now I'm coaching there and I love it and it is amazing I love to help especially the women with weights because it just feels like For me the barbell is very much like life. It's heavy You know sometimes it's not that pretty sometimes it's beautiful, but it'll kick your butt but you can actually control it Mm -hmm. when you really concentrate on it yeah yeah and that's what I like to help share especially with women Mm because it's just so hard you know looking at the whole
0: encompassing story what would you what's your advice to anybody who has something in front of them that they want that they're afraid to go get
2: I would say just going for it but to me fear is a good sign Fear, to me, meant this is what you're supposed to do, but you're going to have to go through some stuff in order to get it. And and along the way, you're going to learn a lot of things about yourself, and you're going to learn a lot of things about other people, mm-hmm. but it's just the way that you're meant to live your path. You know, Nothing's easy, and if it's easy, it's really not worth it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and our the podcast that we do is very much like that because Amanda like because here she is waiting on a heart and a liver and I'm calling her complaining about this little bitty thing you know that's like so piddly but in reality she needs to hear that
0: it takes her mind that, over that focus
2: exactly of the, yeah, exactly and and she always says uh, faith over fear you know and that is her thing and and it is very true fear is a good thing and it's okay you know as long as you allow yourself to feel it for one and then mm-hmm. push through it i think i heard this
0: it. i heard this thing yesterday i do another podcast with a, a sober friend of mine mm-hmm. and um she said yeah you may be afraid but you can do it scared yes absolutely absolutely that is so true it is so true so, um, what it, tell us the name of the podcast again? Yes, it's Unfiltered Survivors. Unfiltered Survivors, yes. and it's you and Amanda
2: De Jesus. De Jesus, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. and
2: um, you upload weekly. We are now publishing on average once every three weeks. Um, we are a year and a half ish into our podcast, and we are almost at episode fifty. Um, we are in. I believe 20 countries and growing and um are just we have a great little listener base you know because she's she's puerto rican and she's like this just amazing strong female that you just look at her you hear her and you want to listen like she is just like awesome and and i am like the heart and the lovey one and the it's a good dynamic because we're very different. Yeah. You know, she she's um not married, she has a boyfriend. Um she's 32. I'm almost 42, married for almost 17 years, two kids, beautiful daughter Lillian, she's 6. My my boy Thomas is 12 now. So it's a good dynamic, right. you know. Yeah. And she's into comics and football and whatever, and I'm into lifting weights and you know singing silly in the car and like you know. So it's just a really good fun time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's
0: what nice. Kelly? What is the name of the CrossFit?
2: Yes. C- box where you coach. Yes, T T R CrossFit. And, and, and it is in. It's in Spring, like North Houston, something like that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, he, we are blessed to move into a bigger location, which is amazing because now we can help a lot more people. Um, we have a relocation kind of celebration next weekend, so that's gonna be fun. Uh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. That's so, and what else? What 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 else is coming up for you? What's next? So, um, my company is I Strong. I have some corporate wellness speaking opportunities. Um, I've done in the past Texas Heart Institute and I'm looking to help spread my coaching and my keynote speaking through Asai Strong um, in the Houston area. I was chosen um, through my company Asai Strong um, to attend a conference in March which is called Healthy Voices and it's an um, empowerment conference uh, put on by Johnson & Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, every, every year with the, um, in April, and you learn a lot about uh, an online advocacy voice and opportunities to help with that. So mm-hmm. um, we're gonna emcee um, a doctor Speak at a Vestido Rojo event for American Heart Association in Austin. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so there's some good stuff going on, and I'm excited. Well, thank yeah. you so much for, yeah. Yeah, you thank, thank for sharing you. your story thank and you, thank you, thank for you. your intimacy it, and vulnerability. Yeah,
1: I agree. And it really kind of gives people an opportunity to kind of look at themselves and right. kind of reconnect assess. with their body. Yeah, assess. Because yeah.
0: you never know. Assess when. your life. You yeah. know, find out where you are and where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: I agree. right. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you guys thank so much. You. I thank it. you. Appreciate it. Till the next time. Yes. Bye.
1: Okay, until next time, if you guys have any questions, please email us at themeadowreport@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook and Instagram at themeadowreport. It's always helpful to like and share and subscribe um, and leave us a review.